Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you on this Tuesday. So it's a little bit different because typically we put out podcasts on Monday, but we uh, readjusted the schedule and it worked out perfectly. We got to watch Monday Night Football. So we can recap that as well. But I hope everybody is doing well to begin this week. JJ, NFL Safety. My co-host joining me once again. JJ, how you doing today, brother? Hi, right, what's going on, man? I'm doing good on this Tuesday. How about your way? Had a good day yesterday. It was a birthday. I had a good brisket. My brother smoked one up and spent some time with the folks. So can't complain, man. Excited to get on the podcast again. Recap a busy week one and then get into some of these week two matchups. And so what I want to do right now is is kind of go through an injury roundup because there were some pretty significant injuries, of course, starting with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott underwent successful thumb surgery on Monday. Could return within the next four games, however, according to owner Jerry Jones, who has his own spot on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas-Fort Worth. He says this morning, well, you know, the initial expectation was that Dak was going to be out six to eight weeks they feel optimistic and encouraged by the surgery and now they're saying well maybe there's a chance he can return in four to six weeks a little bit quicker than they initially anticipated they will not place him on injured reserve which gives him that flexibility to return sooner rather than later so what are your thoughts on that I mean I've heard all kinds of different opinions from doctors saying that Anytime you have a fracture on your throwing hand, it's best to really play on the side of caution and not rush these guys back because then, of course, you leave yourself vulnerable for a refracture. So, Well, if it is correct what Jerry's saying, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, that's that's great news for the Cowboys Nation. I think that's great news for Dak as well. Uh, I know he's had his significant uh, injuries and and, and definitely want his return to the field and show what he can do. So if it is that case and it is, you know, who knows how minor it is. You know, today, technology in the world that, uh, you know, the doctors and everything that we live in, you know, they have the they have the tools and stuff to kind of 
you know, if it usually takes six to eight weeks, nowadays they have the tools to make it to four to six weeks now. So uh, I hope and I pray that everything goes well with Dak. And I think the surgery did well as well. And, man, I think Cowboy Nation, I think that'll be great as well. And that kind of shift things up for Dallas as well. You know, I know they might have been in the market for something long term or even just for the term that Dak was out. So they kind of shift their focus a little bit to try to get the things that they have um, in-house now and just build on that. So uh, that's great news for Dak and, and the Cowboys Nation as well. We'll keep tabs on that, though. It's going to be Cooper Rush and then Will Greer as number two quarterback, at least for the next three, four games for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, another big-time injury that also got some good news today is Steelers outside linebacker T.J. Watt, who did suffer a torn pectoral muscle, but he did not tear the tendon. And after a couple of opinions, he will not require surgery. So he does have a chance to return after six weeks, which is a Big sigh of relief for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers because we all know the type of player and impact playmaker Mm. T.J. Watt is. And so for me, as an NFL fan, J.J., hearing that, knowing that T.J. Watt's going to have a chance, of course, pending a successful recovery process, that's huge news for Pittsburgh. Absolutely. We all know how important T.J. Watt is. We all know how important uh, Mike Tumler like to use T.J. Watt as well. So I think that's great news for the Steeler Nation as well as the football world. And I'm glad for T.J. Watt as well because there's nobody uh, better in his position than, than, than what he does and how much he means to that defense. So I think that helps Pittsburgh out a lot and put things in perspective. And um, that's great news for T.J. Watt as well. Now, Elijah Mitchell, the starting running back for the 49ers, and it seems like every single season, the Niners running back group is always injury depleted. It was Mostert last year, Jermichael Hasty was banged up. Now this year, Elijah Mitchell, who also was part of the injury group last year, he's out eight weeks with an MCL sprain, so that's a tough break for the 49ers. And then big news, last night, all-pro safety Jamal Adams, it looks like he's likely out for the season with a left knee injury, according to head coach Pete Carroll. And so that's pretty devastating news for a Seattle team that is really led by Jamal Adams. We know that he's a big personality both on and off the field, but he was carted into the locker room yesterday evening. So certainly sending best wishes to Jamal Adams. Absolutely. Um, That hit me kind of personal because me and Jamal – I had a chance to play with him in New York in 2017, uh, 2018 as well, man. And, and he's a guy that I admire. He's a guy that I actually work with. He's a guy that um, model game films off of each other, man. And, and and it's a big blow for him. I know he was battling injuries last year as well, man. And, and he, I know how important he is to that Seattle defense. So my best wishes out to Jamal. Man, I know it's a tough time. But, you know, God give his biggest battles to his biggest warriors, man. I know things are going to work out tremendously in his favor so I'll definitely be praying for Jamal and um and, and for the Seattle team as well certainly sending best wishes to all the players not just the ones I mentioned yeah, but yeah. all those around the league man that are dealing with injuries and they go through those ups and downs mentally but let's get on to uh, week two and, and while we preview these matchups you know we can kind of in hindsight bring up week one performances and see how that's going to play into this weekend's fixtures now JJ, Thursday night, man. We're opening it up with another 
headline matchup. The 1-0 Los Angeles Chargers after they beat the Raiders, taking on the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs that absolutely dismantled the Arizona Cardinals in the desert on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns. Both of these teams, I believe, are viewed as contenders in the AFC. This will be on Amazon Prime, so the debut there on Thursday Night Football. When you look at these two high-powered teams, J.J., what are you most looking forward to seeing from the Chargers and the Chiefs? Well, I think they, to be honest with you, man, this might be the best even side that I've actually seen it. I knew going ahead to the the Arizona and the the Chiefs game that I knew Mahomes was going to be spot on. I knew he had something to prove. He had a chip on his shoulder. A lot of people didn't know how he was going to do without Tyreek Hill, but I think this may be even the most even sided, but I will, I'm just, I'm just curious that I would love, I can't wait to see the quarterback uh, battle that goes down here. You got both the two of the youngest, uh, great youngest, strong arms in the game. Uh, Two of the best head coaches, offensive side and minded coaches in the game as well, going out, going against each other and then defensively too i think the chiefs surprised a lot of people i know they did to me as well has how good they held up against a good arizona offense so um i think it's going to come down to quarterback play uh putting the players in the right positions and um whoever made the less mistakes um to get it done but i'm curious and i can't wait to see this quarterback battle that's um that's going to happen thursday night yeah and i'm glad you bring up the marquee quarterback matchup, but I'm really eager to see the pass rushing duos for both of these teams. You know, Khalil Mack, JJ, he reminded everybody that he is still a dominant player. Three sacks in week one against the Las Vegas Raiders. And then you got Bosa on the other end, who was your pick for defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the biggest factor in slowing down high-powered offenses and prolific quarterbacks such as Mahomes is pass rush. And so the Chargers, you bet your bottom dollar, Khalil Mack and Bosa, those guys are going to try to get after Mahomes, fluster him in and outside of the pocket the best way they can. And so I want to see how Kansas City's revamped offensive line holds yeah. up against those two edge rushers. Now I know they acquired Zeus, Orlando Brown Jr. He's their left tackle, and he is a high-caliber starter. And then you know on the right side, it's a little bit more questionable for Kansas City. So is that where the Chargers and Brandon Staley, do they elect to overload that side and really try to fluster Mahomes? And so that matchup in the trenches, the Chargers front seven, and that Kansas City offensive line, you got Trey Smith at right guard, Creed Humphrey at center. It's going to be a fun one, man. A lot of fireworks and uh, a divisional matchup at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you, man. Um, I think it's going to be I think that the, the game or the battle is going to be won up front as well as the quarterback position, quarterback uh, test as well. So, like I said, the Chiefs, they got their ways of getting to the quarterback just as the Chargers do. So I think the, the quarterback that's standing up the most and the longest in this game is going to be the one to be the most victorious. There is news that just came in regarding the Chiefs defense. Their first-round cornerback, Trent McDuffie, he's being placed on injured reserve. So he's out for the next four games with a hamstring injury, which is a hit to that Kansas City secondary. So that will definitely play a factor. Now, Keenan Allen, J.J., for the Chargers, he's unlikely to play on Thursday night due to a hamstring injury that he picked up on Sunday against the Raiders. So that also is going to play a factor because Keenan Allen, we know, is regarded as one of the top five route runners in the game. And so taking away Allen from Justin Herbert is going to set up my guy Palmer 
for a yeah. potential big game on the outside playing opposite of Mike Williams. And so I'm keeping tabs on Palmer. I'm keeping tabs on Mike Williams on Thursday night. Yeah, and like I said, Palmer did some great things, man. He did some great flashes. I don't know if you recall, I talked about him a couple of weeks ago uh, in the preseason of how good he did getting out, getting in and out routes, uh, yards after catch as well. So I, I think the Chargers are going to use him as well as the run game too. They have a good run game. They have a lot of great young backs, Eckler, as well as uh, um, some other good young backs as well, rookies too. So I'm excited to see how they utilize uh, Mike Williams and as well as Palmer, as well as the running game. Now time for my prediction here, JJ. I'm going to go with Kansas City here. They'll be at Arrowhead Stadium. It should be a tough environment once again. Whenever you're playing there in Kansas City, especially primetime, it's going to be a tough challenge to come away with a win. Justin Herbert is electric, but I'm going to give it to the Chiefs, man. Seeing yeah. how they came out and just dominated, getting Juju Smith-Schuster involved, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie running back, scoring a touchdown. They are just on another level right now. So give me Kansas City 37-34 in a thriller. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with you as well. It's kind of hard to go against Mahomes after the show he put on against Arizona and a good team they had in Arizona as well. Um, I like Kelsey. Kelsey's doing what he left off, what he's been doing for over the last few years. Uh, they got a good running game there as well. They got two good backs and Cloud and, and also the Georgia Southern alumni, Jared McKinnon. He threw some great blocks and do some great things coming out of the backfield, which I think creates some matchup matchups for uh, the Chargers at the linebacker position. So um, I like Kansas City and what they're doing, man. They're home. Uh, Mahomes is, is feeling it. Andy Reid, he's doing what he's always doing over the last few years is, is and finding those mixed matches and finding those weaknesses within the defense, man. I think they um, I come out I'll come out on top against the Chargers this week, this Thursday. Now let's go ahead and go to Sunday's slate of games. This one will be a good one as well. The Dolphins and the Ravens, 1-0, both teams starting off with a victory. They're playing in Baltimore here, J.J. Lamar Jackson, we know the contract negotiations were put to a halt last Friday, and so this is a big season for Lamar playing on his fifth-year option, $23 million fully guaranteed after he passed up a pretty lucrative extension that would have paid him $133 million fully guaranteed. Safe to say he's betting on himself. He believes that he is worth much more than that. And so Miami, on the other hand, getting Mike McDaniel their first win at home against the New England Patriots. But I got to say, J.J., Baltimore... You know, that defense really showed its true colors. They played tough. They played physical. I know they played Joe Flacco and the Jets, right? But mm -hmm. I, I talked a lot about this Ravens defense in the offseason, and they should be getting Marcus Peters back on the field. So just by looking at the matchups, I understand Miami's got that explosive offense with Cheetah and with Jalen Waddle, but I kind of like Baltimore in this matchup. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good one as well, man. That's going to be one I think um, that's going to be a, a Sunday game, a, a, a thriller as well. Uh, we all know how Harbaugh do on the defensive side of things. I think what Mike uh, McDaniel does on the offensive side of things, and I, it's hard to go. Lamar did a great job against the Jets. I think they have their first big test. I like Miami. I think Miami is going to do some different things coming at them, utilizing their speed that they have on on offense, and I think the defense. Uh, they're, a lot, they're a little bit under the radar for what they actually does, man. Melvin Ingram and those guys, they got some good. They got a great secondary. Um, I think they do some good. I, have, I, think I like they match up against the receivers of Ravens as well. So I'm going to go Miami. I'm going to go Miami Dolphins on that pick.
Well, I'm going to take Baltimore here. I think it's a relatively close game. 26-20. A lot of field goals for both teams. I like Baltimore at home. That defense, I expect them to turn over Tua a few times, and that'll be the difference. Give me the Ravens. Now we'll go Jets and Browns. Cleveland 1-0. The Jets losing 0-1. I like the Browns here, JJ. You know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they went to work in week one. I expect that to continue. Joe Flacco is still under center for the Jets. I really don't see a way they can go to Cleveland, face that defense, and come away with the victory. So I got Cleveland here, 23-13. Yeah, I like Cleveland as well. I like what they do with the ground attack. Um, I think uh, when they come down to it, the last few games we've seen is the kicker. I think that kicker did a great job of winning that game for them against Carolina. We all know how important the kicker role is right now. Uh, within the league so I like what the Browns doing I like what they got rolling I like the ground attack I like the defense that they have I think the Jakes are, are moving in the right direction I think it'll still take a few more games so I think I'm picking the Browns with you as well the commanders at the Lions JJ 1-0 for the commanders they came back they beat the Jaguars at home now they go to Detroit and now I picked the Lions to beat the Eagles in my upset special and I wasn't too far off JJ 38-35 mm-hmm. the Lions showing some resiliency under Dan Campbell but I like the Lions here to get their first victory of the season they'll be at home again riding that energy there Jared Goff in that offense especially DeAndre Swift and St. Brown looking really strong on the outside the commanders though you know Carson Wentz looked pretty sharp as well I think this will be a close game but I'm gonna give the Lions this game 30 to 26. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I was quite surprised at what Carson Wisdom did. Um, he's a proven and veteran quarterback. We all know what type of talent he has. I think the, the commanders went in there. They uh, took advantage of the mistakes that uh, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, them uh, uh, had up there. Um, but I like what they have going on the commanders. But I think the Lions, man, I think they're hungry. They played a great, tough game against a very great, tough opponent in Philly. They held them. They put up a lot of great points when it was time. I think the rookie mistakes that Trevor Lawrence made, I don't think that uh, Jared Goff will make the same ones. And I think they come off victorious just because of the play of golf and that offense as well as that defense with Aaron Glenn. Colts at Jaguars. Now the Colts and the Texans tied in week one. And if you saw the news, J.J., the Colts already cut their kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. That's the way the NFL is, the brutal side. He missed the game winner in overtime to beat the Texans. So he is now gone. They're bringing in two new kickers to the practice squad. But uh, the Jaguars own one. We just talked about that matchup. They lost to the Commanders. Here, for some reason, the Jaguars have had the Colts' number in many previous years. By looking at Trevor Lawrence, I expect him to bounce back. James Robinson looked really good in week one. Travis Etienne. I like Jacksonville, man. They're a talented team. I know Indy is also regarded as kind of a a top team in the AFC with Matt Ryan there. But that front seven, Josh Allen, the rookie coming off the edge, and Walker, Give me Jacksonville to get the job done again in Duval County, 27-23. Yeah, uh, for some reason, man, when Andy go down to Jacksonville, they, they always seen on the shorter side of things. Um, even last year to get in the playoffs, Jacksonville always just tend to have their number and to have their uh, have their best game was Andy get down in Duval as well. So I think uh, the Colts, they're going to pull it together this week. I think they still got some pieces. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to do a great job of running the ball as he did last week as well. I think Matt Ryan is out to prove um, that he's revamped and ready to go after the loss and uh, after the tie. 
And I think I think Indy, I'm gonna go with Indy on this one. I think Indy get it together this week. I think they defense step up. I think Jonathan Taylor does a great job of running the ball and protecting it. Mike Ryan does a good job protecting it. Um, doing a lot of play action, utilizing some things, tight ends, and using the two good receivers he had out wide. Um, I like Indianapolis in this to at least win by a touchdown. All right, here we go. The big time clash of the NFC South Buccaneers at the Saints. You know, the Saints have oh, continued to give Tom Brady a lot of issues on defense. Now they're reloaded, revamped. Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport's finally healthy. Looking at the secondary, you know, you got Tyron Matthew now, you got Marcus May. I got to tell you what, JJ, I think this Saints defense, they're going to get after Tom Brady again. This is a New Orleans team that just finished wrapping up a drastic come-from-behind victory in Atlanta yep. over the Falcons, and they're going to ride that momentum, playing at home with those fans, one of the toughest places to play that I've been told by many players. The Saints will get it done, but it's going to be a nail-biter. Jameis Winston, I believe, will put together an efficient performance. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Really yeah. came to life in week one. I'd like him to have a big night as well. Give me the Saints here, 24-23, and what should be another thriller, but it's that New Orleans defense that I believe is the difference, turning over Tom Brady at least two times. Yeah, the Saints did a great job last Sunday against the, uh, the Falcons of standing there, uh, getting the job done doing what they had to do, getting Mike Thomas, feeding him over and over because we all know the type of MVP player that uh, Michael Thomas is. Jamie Winston did a great job of doing things as he does in his nature, just keep fighting, keep chugging away, keep throwing away. But I like Tampa Bay defense, man. They had a good defense. They did a great job against the Dallas Cowboys. We didn't know, even though Dallas is kind of depleted, they did a great job. I think they got a lot of good strengths that they utilize. I like Winfield. I like the way they use their cornerbacks, the pass rush that they have up front. It's kind of hard to always run against Todd Bowl defense. And um, and I don't think they the, the Saints will be able to come out. I like, I like Tampa Bay, man. I like Tampa Bay. I don't think they'll be able to do the same thing like they coming from behind, victory as they did from the Falcons. So I got Tampa Bay. I got um, Tom Brady pulling it off once and for all down in New Orleans. All right, JJ with Tampa. I'm going with the Saints. Now the Panthers at the Giants. The G-Men coming from behind, beating the Titans in Tennessee, which was kind of a surprise to me. You know, they looked dead in the water in the first half. The offense looked stagnated again, but they pulled it off. Saquon Barkley with the monster game. You know, he looks like he's fresh. He's rejuvenated. The Panthers, though, play the Browns tough. They nearly had that win for Baker. So it's going to be a tough game, really, for both teams. But I'm going to give the edge to the G-Men. Brian yeah. DeBall has instilled an energy there in the locker room the players you can just see it you know they like playing for him and then a wink martindale now running that giants defense this is a giant sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Team that I think can surprise some people this season, especially if Saquon Barkley can continue on his hot start on the ground. Daniel Jones, you know, not doing too much, but trying to avoid those turnovers. So give me the G-men here, 24-17. I think they improved to 2-0. One of the biggest surprises here of this 2022 season. Hey, Saquon is back, man. He told you, he told you if he was on the other side, stay over there. He put his money where his mouth is. He's doing, he's healthy, he's feeling good, he looks good. Um, he has the kitchen out of the backfield. He's a mismatch, and I think he's feeling it right now. And I think he got something to prove, even though we already knew the man that he was when he was healthy and what he does. So I like the G-man and what they're doing. They got a good culture up there. Their coach is doing a great job. He's talking to the offense. He's feeling, you know, he's talking to the offense, talking to the defense. Special team is playing. I think the Giants is rolling on the, on the great side of things. They got some rolling up there, man. They got a good culture going. They believe they got confidence after beating a good Tennessee team, beating them at home, as also riding the back of Saquon Barkley. So I like the G-man as well. Pats at Steelers, the Patriots. That offense does not look very appealing right now. They're going to Pittsburgh to play a tough Steelers defense that really gritted it out in Cincinnati, helping that team get a stunning victory in Cincinnati. Now, JJ, Najee Harris was a little bit banged up. He appeared on the radio show this morning, said he's going to be good to go as long as everything goes according to his practice plan. Mitch Trubisky was was kind of like the the game manager he didn't do anything uh overly impressive he didn't really turn over the ball which is what his job is i like pittsburgh in this matchup jj because of that defense minka fitzpatrick once again being a terrorizer for opposing offenses mike tomlin is gonna have his team ready to go against bill belichick 26 17 i like pittsburgh to get it done yet again yeah, I think uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers did a great job of holding a team that we knew that had a lot of firepower and had a great quarterback. Um, but I like the Patriots, man. I don't think Belichick is going to go down without a lot, with, with two losses back-to-back. Um, I understand they did what they had to do in Miami. We all know that first first regular season game is kind of like an extra preseason game, to be honest with me. But I, I think the Belichick, if you check the history back in, the Steelers always have a tough time with Belichick, man, and what they do. So I think uh, Belichick and the Patriots get to find a way to pull it off down in um, high Stadium. Falcons at Rams, and that was a brutal loss for Atlanta, man. I don't know what it is, JJ, but the Falcons, <laughs> man, they just blow lead after lead after lead, and I can't even imagine what their fan base is going through after blowing what should have been a win over their bitter rivals in New Orleans Saints, but now they take the road to face the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, that are trying to shake off an embarrassing performance where they just yeah. got slapped around the field by the Buffalo Bills on opening night. And now you get a sneaky good Falcons team, though, coming into town where Drake London, the rookie, was able to do some good things. Corderell Patterson still being that dynamic weapon on the ground and in the pass game for Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So this could be a trap game for the Rams, JJ, is all I'm yeah. saying. This Falcons team... 
They're hard-nosed with Arthur Smith. I like the DNA that they've built in Atlanta, so I'm not so sure this is going to be an easy one for the Rams here. Right. I agree with you. I think Arthur Smith, he's, he's getting it. He's getting these guys to believe. Dan Pease, what he did defensively against a great Saints team with a lot of great weapons. Uh, he blitzed a lot. He did a lot of great things. Those young safeties, cornerbacks, they all played together. Uh, unfortunately, they fell side of the short side, but it's nothing to hang their head on. They did good. They fought. They showed great toughness. I like the scheme that DMP is used, and I think he's going to utilize the same thing. I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to run it. Uh, if you've seen what they did on the active roster, they add another tight end. I think they're going to go big personnel. I think they're going to match, see if they can, uh, the Rams can stop the run first because we all know how they are against the pass. So um, I like the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to do a good job of defensively, of blitzing, showing some different personnel, showing some different uh, coverages to kind of mix up Matt Stafford and utilizing, you know, their strength against them. And I think the Falcons pull it off here. thing is, is that the Rams, they showed on tape that they struggled to account for Stephon Diggs, who absolutely ate Jalen Ramsey's lunch on opening night. And then you also saw Gabe Davis, the other big target, get free for the Bills. And then you also saw Dawson Knox also find success over the middle of the field. And so you're the Falcons. You got to be feeling good, JJ, with your personnel. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, the big unicorn, who is a tight end slash wide receiver. He can do damage out of the slot. So this is a matchup that Atlanta may be able to exploit against the Rams, but... I'm going to say not so fast in favor of the Rams this time. I think they still find a way to get it done. Pull away late. I see Atlanta staying with the Rams all throughout the um, first three quarters of the game. 31-20. I'll give it to the Rams. But again, this is a very good Falcons team that will fight the Rams down to the wire. Now the Niners and the Seahawks, JJ, let's ride the Seahawks. Knock it off. Russell Wilson in prime time in his return to Seattle. Geno Smith playing very well for the Seahawks offense. They went to the ground game. They should be getting their rookie running back, Kenneth Walker the third, active this weekend. The Niners, though, not so pretty on offense. I understand the conditions were really bad in Chicago. It was raining. Trey Lance didn't look all that crisp. This Niners defense didn't look as impressive as I thought they would against Justin Fields. So another potential win for Seattle. What say you, JJ? You think they can get it done or you like the Niners here? I think Seattle's on the roll, man. I think they did a great job last night of using Geno Smith's strength. Um, Dink and don't do what they do. Utilize run, run, run first. Um, I think the defense fed off of it. They knew uh, the challenges that they had with Russell coming back into there, and they stepped up to the challenge. They did a good job. They they bend a little bit, but they didn't break. They did some great goal line stands, and we all know if you can hold a team to three over and over and over again, that's a win for the defense. So I like what they got going to Seattle. Uh, 49ers, I think Trey Lance will do a better job. I know he was in some tough conditions um last week in chicago uh but i still think he's got this is this is like i say he's only a first two to three starts and i think it takes a little time to get used to seeing different things we all know how vanilla seattle defense is but they play hard nose they run to the ball and they do a good job in the goal line so i like seattle pulling it off um in the bay area i see you so you're going for the shock factor seattle going 2-0 and and staying atop that nfc west I'm going to go with the Niners here, 20-16, to 16, and I think this is a field goal fest. I think both offenses really rely on their kicking game. The defenses should be able to do some good things, but the Niners now, again, I don't know what the status is of George Kittle. He was not playing in week one because of that injury, the groin, so we'll see. If he's available, it's going to be a boost to that Niners offense. 
But I'm still going to give it to San Francisco. This defense, I think, will be a factor here at home. 2016, though, very close game. I'll take the Niners over the Seahawks. Now we get to the Bengals and the Cowboys, JJ. We all know it was just an utter embarrassing Sunday night game for the Dallas Cowboys. One that I couldn't necessarily bear to watch, especially seeing Dak Prescott go down with that injury. And offensively, they look absolutely horrendous. And as week one concluded last night, the Cowboys were the only team in the NFL to not score a touchdown in opening week, which just adds to the shame of the Dallas Cowboys offense. Now, defensively, they stood tall. They kept them in the game. Micah, a couple of sacks. The Bengals, on the other hand, didn't look too good themselves. Joe Burrow was a turnover machine on Sunday against Pittsburgh, so you know they're going to work with some urgency, J.J., to get in the win column in what is a big start to their season as they look to get back to the Super Bowl. It'll be Cooper Rush for Dallas, as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast. J.J., I don't know, man. Seeing this offense, seeing the lack of weapons, seeing how the offensive line was not always consistent, I don't see a way Dallas can come away with a win with Joe Burrow coming to town, with T. Higgins, with Jamar Chase. I'm going to say Cincy, big here, 34-17. I think this Cowboys defense can try to hold off that Bengals attack, but eventually going to wear them down, and Cincy will break away, unfortunately. I'll be at this game, by the way. Yeah, that's so, what I was going to say. You know, I, you might be the good luck for Dallas, man. You never know, so... You know, um, I, I know Dallas had their hiccups. I know everybody's down them, but I know they're going to do a good job of finding out their strengths. Who knows? Cooper Rush, you know, might be the perfect answer to him. Um, he might be the one that over they get overlooked. And like I say, you know, I think it's a season of teams that get overlooked right now. Um, they actually find a way to get it done. I think they're going to rely on their defense. They're going to do a good job of minimizing uh, offense so far as throwing it deep. I think they're going to do a good job of finding the strength, finding the short passing game, relying more on Zeke, on, on Tony Pollard, and uh, also the strength of that defense and Dan Quinn. So, But I just think, you know, like you say, Burrow, he didn't do his half, his best foot forward. We all know he's been out of commission for a while with the small surgery he had, but I think he's come back with a vengeance. That might have been the game of the year. That's a great Pittsburgh Steelers team that I told you a while ago. That, uh, that the dark horse for a playoff contender. And I, I agree with you. I think since he's going to pull it off, but I don't think it's going to be as big as most folks think it is um, up down in Dallas as well. Yeah, I got it 34-17 Cincinnati winning this one. Now, again, look, I just want to see Cooper Rush throw the ball down the field. I'd rather have him throw four picks and target CeeDee Lamb down the field as opposed to the Cowboys going to an ultra-conservative, you know, dink and dunk little game yeah. plan so I just want to see him air it out you know what let it rip we'll see what happens let's not forget Cooper Rush did win a game for the Cowboys yep. in Minnesota last season mm -hmm. we'll see how he looks on Sunday against Cincinnati I'll be in attendance but I just want to see better effort from Dallas all in all but I'll go with Cincy there and Joe Burrow but Texans and Broncos now the Texans they have that tie we talked about that with the Colts Broncos Russell Wilson his return to Seattle was spoiled by Geno Smith and the Seahawks on Monday Night Football but uh, JJ I think they settled down a little bit they were penalized a ton last night two fumbles from the one yard line by both running backs Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams I don't think that's going to happen this time. They're facing a Texans team that's still very young with Davis Mills on offense. 
I think yeah. they find a way to get it done. That defense will make up for last night's performance. 24-20, though, close. But I like Denver to get their first win. Yeah, I think, uh, like I told you a while ago, it takes, a t- it takes a while to get jail. They get a while for the offensive coordinator, the head coach, to get a feel for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson to get a feel for his guys, you know, he, who he can depend on in certain situations, down the distance and all that sense. They do have a good two-running uh, game. But I, like I told you with Houston, man, they got a great defense. They got a new sense of life with Lovey Smith. He's somebody that got a lot of great respect know what it takes to win a game. He's won games in this league before, and that pass rush, and they got some good corners on the outside that can match up with um, the great receiving core and the Broncos as well. So I, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Texas here. I like I like uh, H-Town, man. I like what they got going down there. I know they pulled a tight win and they tied it up with the Colts, but I like what H-Town doing. I think they're going to run away with it, and I think they're going to do some great things in Denver as well. We're almost to the end of week two slate. The Cardinals and the Raiders. This one will be another 425 p.m. Eastern time start. I got to tell you what, both of these teams have the potential to absolutely light up the scoreboard. Derek Carr and that Raiders offense. And of course, Kyler Murray, they didn't show it against Kansas City, but they still do have that firepower. I'm going to tell you this, JJ. I like the Raiders, though. I think they get the win at home. They're going to be at their home stadium. The Raider Nation is absolutely wild. Devontae Adams is just so darn good. I mean, over 120 yards receiving in week one. I think Derek Carr, the Raiders defense, finds a way to lock it down late in the game. High scoring affair, 38-31. I like Vegas. Look for them to go to the ground game a little bit more with Josh Jacobs. He didn't really have that many touches because they were playing from behind. Josh McDaniels gets his first win as the Vegas head coach. Yeah, I like Raiders as well. Um, I think Kyler Murray, I think he's going to do a great job. Like I said, it's not going to be a blowout. We know how powerful um, the offense to Arizona is. I still think they're trying to figure some things out uh, to get them in the groove as well. But I do like what the Raiders have. I like the weapons that they do. Josh McDaniels, he's going to do a great job. I think the crowd is going to play a fair there. I think the pass rush and the Raiders um, is going to help as well to get after uh, Kyler Murray as well. So I like the Raiders as well. Now, Sunday night football, the 1-0 Chicago Bears going to Lambeau Field. We got that old-time NFC North divisional clash, Bears-Packers. Now, Green Bay looked all out of sorts on offense as well. Aaron Rodgers not on the same page with some of his rookie receivers. Christian Watson had a blatant drop that would have been a touchdown, probably for about 40, 50 yards. Romeo Dobbs, you know, they looked just... All out of sync, of course, now Green Bay, to their credit and their defense, they were playing without their two starting tackles and David Bakhtiari and then Elgin Jenkins. So I don't know the status of those two guys this week, but Matt LaFleur did express confidence about them being able to return rather soon. But even though they looked a little bit discombobulated, J.J., I can't go against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field in prime time against the young Chicago Bears team. I think they'll find a way to get it done. They'll continue to rely heavily on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon out of the backfield. You know that they want to erase last week's performance from their memory. This is a time and a chance for that defense also to make things right, pressure Justin Fields, showcase that talent under Matt Berry. I like Green Bay, J.J., to get it done by 10, 27, 17. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. I'm going to go on MVP Aaron as well. We all know what he did last year. If he was uh, close to what he did last year, um, he had the same t- kind of type of come out party 
and we know what he did for the remainder of the year as well. So I think Aaron, I don't think he's going to go out like that. I know that I know what type of fighter competitor he is. I think he's going to get this team together and a great team meeting and sit those receivers down and say, hey, we need to get it together. And why not? Why not a better way to do it than do it on primetime TV? I think the deep, the offense is going to do a great job of mixing up the pass and the run. Uh, like I say, Green Bay is still stacked on defense. They had a hard time with the Minnesota Vikings um, offense, but I think they put it together. Um, Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, he's uh, played against that type of defense with uh, Eberflus even with him in Indy and even with times with me in Dallas. So I know he's familiar with seeing that uh, that type of front and that type of coverage um, behind that front as well. So I think Aaron Rodgers uh, pull it off in the tight one up in uh, Green Bay. We're both going with the Cheeseheads here. Now we have a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. Both of these matchups are really intriguing. The Titans and the Bills will be the early kickoff at 7 p.m. Eastern time and then followed by the Vikings and the Eagles. Now let's go with the Titans and Bills game first, J.J., I like Buffalo here all the way. I mean, shoot, I went with the Rams in uh, Thursday night's opener, and they made me look like a fool just because they are freaking good. I mean, Josh Allen is just from another planet right now. That offense is functioning, firing on all cylinders. Defensively, they're looking unblockable with Von Miller coming off the edge now. You added him into the fray and Greg Rousseau. And yeah, I think they're going to overwhelm Tennessee at home. 34-23, the only chance Tennessee has at winning this game, J.J., is if King Henry can find a way to get over 120 yards rushing and they yeah. can control the time of possession and keep that ball out of Josh Allen's hands. But I just don't see it happening right now. Buffalo, big, 34-23. I think they get it done in front of Bill's Mafia. Yeah, Bill's Mafia, man. They, they got some brewing up there, man. They got a lot of great talent. Josh Allen is playing at an extremely high level early on in the season. He's in midseason form already. We've seen what he did against a great team in the Rams. Uh, I think Tennessee, they're going to do a great job of finding ways to run the ball against that front. But I think in the end, I think they got too much firepower offensively. Uh, they, they got a lot of great power up there in, in, in the Buffalo as well, from the good receivers to the run game, the mixture. And I think it all falls on Josh Allen. I think the quarterback play is going to be too much for Tennessee, and the Buffalo put it off as well. The Vikings and the Eagles both coming off a week one victory. This one will be a good one at Lincoln Financial Field. Kirk Cousins and that Vikings offense under Kevin O'Connell looking really sharp. And then the Eagles, of course, A.J. Brown having himself a field day in his Eagles debut. So, J.J., looking at these two explosive offenses, who do you like in this matchup? Um, Man, to be honest with you, I had Green Bay winning that game last week. But what Minnesota did and that great receiver, Justin Jefferson, man, my son does gritty every other day. And then, man, he's <laughs> – and then what they got brewing up there, the defensive looked strong, man. They passed for us up front, complimented the back end. You got Patrick Peterson on the outside who's still playing some great ball. Um, I think the offensive coordinator – and what he's doing, the head coach, man, they got a lot of great things brewing, man. I think it's just a little too much for Philly, uh, but I think it's still going to be a tough one because I like what Philly got going offensively. Their defense played good sound ball and gave the offense a chance to come back, in which they did against the Lions. But I just think, man, Minnesota, man, they ride that wave with the gritty, baby, and they get, it, they get it done up there in Lincoln Financial. I'm with you as well in one of the most anticipated games of week two to close off week number two. I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. I mean, Kevin O'Connell has really ignited this offense. They look really good. I was very impressed. And of course, I picked the Vikings to beat the Packers, and I yep. knew that this was a team that 
looks very scary on paper and on their depth chart alone. But now when you put it into action with Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter rushing off the edge, I really like this Minnesota team. I think they can do some things this season. Philly, though, you know, to their credit, they kind of crumbled late. Almost got upset by the Lions as I had initially picked last week. They'll be at home. We all know that it's wild in Philadelphia. But Kirk Cousins and that Vikings team, they look like they're a little different this year in years previous. So I'll give them a win, 33-27. to But that's going to be a fun one to watch for sure, JJ. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I say, Phil, there's no pushover. I hope Minnesota don't get um, too excited from their, their win. But I think... Uh, what they got going in Minnesota is something great and strong, and I think they're able to pull it off as well. Well, there you have it. There's week two slate of games. We ran through every single matchup for you, talked about some impactful matchups and players that could dictate the outcomes of those matchups. But again, JJ, we're moving along in the regular season. Week one is officially in the books. Now we look to week number two, starting in a couple of nights on Thursday night. Can't wait. Chargers and Chiefs on Amazon Prime. But appreciate your time as always, brother. Hey, you know it's always a blessing, man. Always grateful for you, and I appreciate you. And, hey, I'm looking forward to week two. We got a good one coming out of the gates on Thursday, and I can't wait to, uh, to talk about them on um, first thing Monday or Tuesday morning. Sounds good, brother. Take care. God bless. And to all those listening, we appreciate you tuning in from wherever you're tuning in from, and we will be back next week. Blessings to all. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.